Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hello, thank you so much for having me. My name is Britt, better known as Mrs. Fiscally Responsible. I'm a financial coach and owner of Fiscally Responsible Financial Coaching and Solutions. I'm also a wife, a mom, and a bonus mom. That's a couple of hats to wear, right? (laughs) Absolutely. So balance is a key in my world to make sure that I am actively balancing it all. Yeah, it sounds like it keeps you busy, keeps you on your toes. Yes, couldn't have said that any better. (laughs) So um, I think we had connected on Instagram and I have been loving your posts always, but I've really loved your recent posts. And, you know, one of which there was uh, kind of, you know, how to prioritize finances in these different little areas. And so I want to hear about your personal story as far as what brought you to either paying off debt and and starting this financial coaching business maybe we should start there yes absolutely so just going back a little bit i do want to touch upon how we did connect i think that was like very awesome how i remember the day that we connected and we were both on the same live and right away we made the connection so the power of social media is totally real Um, In regards to my story, I uh, always been passionate about personal finances since I was probably in college. Um, However, although I was that that woman that always budgeted, I never really kind of excelled with my finances. I was pretty much in in a cycle where I wasn't able to really elevate my finances So it wasn't until 2018 how I came across the debt-free community, and I knew um, right away it totally resonated with me. It was a debt-free community on Instagram, and between the debt-free community and and, uh, Dave Ramsey, it really connected with me well as far as the timing goals where I wanted to really just analyze my entire and reanalyze my entire financial situation and uh, start a debt freedom journey where I was able to um, start my journey in terms of starting to blog my journey on Instagram and uh, starting my journey towards paying off debt in eight months. Wow. So that's powerful. First, yes, social media, when used intentionally, can be such a wonderful tool to connect with people that are like-minded, with people that you aspire to either emulate certain characteristics or um, accomplish certain goals. And I really, at this point, like, 
you know, I'm like screaming, like use social media intentionally, like curate your feed, be strategic in how you are showing up because it really could be a game changer, you know? And so I'm so glad that we were able to connect because um, it's good to feel like you're not alone. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and so I'm glad that we were able to connect and have this conversation. And, and I loved hearing what you were talking about because similar, you know, I did the Dave Ramsey or I'm doing the Dave Ramsey baby steps and, and finding a community is so important. So what would you say were some of the most maybe uh, either pivotal shifts for you as you were on your debt-free journey? It was... I want to say it was most likely just um, connecting with like-minded others for sure. Um, Starting to be transparent with my finances. I realized how um, that connected with others, whether or not it was inspiring others or just making that simple connection as far as, um, you know, kind of working towards a journey that's um, very similar with other people as well. So I want to say the connection was um, pivotal, as well as the transparency as far as sharing my journey, as well as um, really just putting that focus to my finances, really just diving in, solely focusing on that one goal at the time to be able to absorb as much information as possible, as, as many methods as possible regarding, okay, how am I going to achieve this financial goal, without a doubt? Also, during that journey, I realized um, sacrificing was huge in regards to making sacrifices, making those lifestyle shifts and changes, and um, remembering that they would be temporary and focusing on the big picture in regards to, at that time, really wanted to make a, a, a huge shift in our finances, my husband and I. I love that you mention, you know, sacrifice because I, I really truly believe that without that, you would not be able to really understand the necessity or not the necessity, but the, the depth to which your financial journey doesn't have to do with just money. You know what I mean? Because learning how to sacrifice has to do with discipline and prioritizing and um, telling yourself no sometimes. And so I love that you mentioned sacrifice because I really think that the temporary discomfort of making sacrifices leads to, you know, lifelong leisure, whether that's in time, whether that's in money, um, being able to be a parent with your kids. And so you mentioned, you know, your role as a wife and taking charge with leading your finances. So can you expand on that? Yes, absolutely. So in regards to, I want to first and foremost state that it was very important that, um, when my husband and I started dating, we, we were very transparent with one another in regards to our goals as a whole. What would it take to achieve those goals? And in the early stages of us dating, we were, um, we were forthcoming with both of our finances and bringing it um, to the forefront really made a difference in regards to curating a plan in regards to, um, okay, what is it going to take? for us to get there. So I am the wife that totally leads our finances in our household. I consider myself the CFO of our household. And, um, you know, taking that lead really uh, influenced my husband a whole lot. Although, yes, he was 
very goal oriented, very like minded, knew that um, what it, that we had to create goals and everything like that. But um, being able to take that lead was the was what um, truly mattered. Yeah, I think it's necessary for you know, someone to take the lead as far as maybe the structure or organization, um, but not to be lost that the the partnership has to be the priority, right? So you're the leader, but you're also still in partnership. That doesn't mean that he doesn't weigh in. He doesn't mean that he's not helping to make suggestions or tweaking things. And so I think that couples, um, at least a lot of the times as a therapist, um, struggle with how to collaborate um on their finances and it not just be like when you're in school and you have a group project and that one person does everything and the other person just shows up um and so I love that you mentioned you know you are you had taken the lead role but it sounds like you're just very collaborative yes absolutely and let me add that in too as well as far as that collaboration as far as actively um communicating whenever it was a financial uh, situation, whenever I had an idea, which my husband would probably um, think I'm a little bit uh, crazy at times because I I tend to kind of um, create these uh, aggressive financial goals. But whenever I had an idea as far as making sure that communication was in sync, making sure that we we spoke about it actively, I wouldn't quote unquote say, say that we had the structured um budgeting meetings or anything like that however i think the act of communication throughout our process and as far as just being transparent with one another um really was what really helped us collaborate and foster a relationship and a marriage to be able to work towards our finances in sync i love that you mentioned having had transparent conversations early in your relationship. Do you recall like at what point that was, what that conversation was like? Because I've been getting that question a lot about, you know, how do I, how do I be honest and kind of share where I'm at and what I'm, what I'm trying to achieve with a person? At what point do I do that? So I'd like to hear what that was like for you. Yes, absolutely. So in regards for us, it was really, um, it was, at the beginning, I feel like um, we both knew exactly what we wanted out of life, which which helped us a lot really be able to um, really start dating intentionally. And then that allowed us to build upon that. But very early on, I, I want to say within the, the first few weeks of our relationship, we were just at that stage in our lives to really be able to discuss our future together. So very early on, um, you know, we started to discuss in terms of um, that we both wanted to be homeowners, what that we um, that we both agreed upon living with one another and kind of um, jointly putting our finances together very early on in our in our dating process and everything like that. So I want to say within the first couple of weeks, believe it or not, where we started to really just discuss, it was definitely tied directly to our future. And we started to discuss and open up and be transparent with one another to start discussing very detailed um, information with one another for with our finances. 
You know, it makes sense because your financial goals and, you know, what you're working toward really has to do with your regular goals and your values and who you are as a person. And so it makes sense to have these conversations when you're starting to date somebody and you're saying, well, what's your favorite color or what, you know what I mean? Like what kind of pizza do you like? That it would make sense that if you're talking about finances, you're really understanding what this person wants for their life and whether that aligns with what you want or not. And so I think that people um, have either trouble when they talk to people about these things and they experience the misalignment. And I'm like, either that means it's that person ain't for you. Right. Or, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that means that you would have to do the work to get on the same page. So I'm not saying that you'd have to write somebody off off the bat, but it would require the communication and conflict management and all that fun stuff in order to, you know, be able to get and stay on the same page. But if you're coming across people that you're dating and it's not working out and whatnot. I think that when you are personally in a place that you are focused, you're intentional, um, you're spiritually kind of aligned and focused Mm -hmm. that you're not going to just be able to date anybody, you know? So it's difficult, but, um, hopefully that helps for you to, when it is time, find the person that's going to be a good fit for you long-term, you know? Yes, absolutely. Because I can imagine that otherwise, you know, people end up being with people that they, and compromising in certain areas, and then really feeling the effects of the compromise later on. And that becomes problematic, you know? Absolutely. That transparency and that communication is such key very early on. Yeah. So you've also mentioned, you know, being a family, being a wife, um, and what role does motherhood play in this process of, you know, being a financial boss and all that fun stuff? Yes. So I want to say it was um, quite quite the journey during our debt freedom journey when we um, paid off and became debt-free in eight months. Literally two months before we screamed that we're debt-free, Uh, we found out that we were pregnant with my daughter. So I want to say that that in itself really um, drove the momentum and the um, really inspired me on so many levels to really build something um, for her future without a doubt, where I became, I want to, I say that my financial goals really elevated just off the strength of her. So it's very important that um, I, I keep her at the forefront regarding our financial future and for her financial future as well. And in terms of my um, bonus daughter, you know, I, I definitely instilled in her, she's 13 years old, so I definitely instilled in her financial responsibility when it comes down to um, money as a whole in regards to understanding that money um, doesn't grow on trees for sure and making sure that she um, keeps in mind how important it is to, uh, as she, as she earns money, whether or not it be through gift giving or whether or not it'll be through chores that she keeps in mind that it's important to save money, um, spend a little bit and then also give. 
I love it. I'm a bonus mom to a bonus daughter myself, so I might need to come separately to ask you some questions, girl. Awesome. Yes, that's a that's a conversation for sure. <laughs> a beautiful journey. But I love that you, you know, you were already making the decision and acting on getting out of debt, you know, before expanding your family, before you knew you were expanding your family. Right. And I wonder what the significance of paying off the debt before becoming a mom, you know, was like for you? Do you feel like it alleviated any pressure? Do you feel like it changed things? Like if you were in debt, do you feel like um, giving birth and having a child would have been different with debt? Oh my goodness. It, it, it absolutely made a huge difference in regards to the pressure. Um, it definitely alleviated all the pressure in terms of just feeling more empowered to not have that stress of um, our finances at that point in time. And I remember it clearly because, again, it was literally two months after we um, found out that I was pregnant when we screamed, we're debt free. And um, within that process itself and within that time frame, being able to jump right into building an emergency fund um, right before she was born that alleviated so much pressure, so much stress, um, preparing for her in a way where we didn't have the, the stress or the worry. Even preparing for maternity leave was such a blessing to be able to have our finances in order to not have that extra debt and that burning on us, where I felt like I had options during maternity leave because Maternity leave is that time frame where, especially as a woman, we have it rough in terms of missing out career-wise, missing out on uh, potential income for sure. So just being able to be at a financial situation where I was able to make a choice as far as how long I wanted to be out for maternity leave and not having to really stress during that time as far as our finances was huge. Yeah, I think that, you know, sometimes we don't even realize that there's weight on our chest until it's gone. And debt is something that societally we are kind of conditioned to believe is a normal thing, um, that everyone has it till they die. And there's no problem with that. So some people I feel like, you know, are walking around with this weight, and they don't even realize that it's there. And for those who are able to get debt out of the way and get in the driver's seat in their lives, can see the difference between their debt life and their, you know, their destiny life is what I call it. And, it sounds like for you that that's what happened. You got this weight lifted off and you were able to make different kinds of decisions because you were in a different place financially. And everyone, you know, I'm not here to judge or tell people what to do with their lives. I just personally feel like debt is standing in the way of people's ability to make the decisions that they want wholeheartedly, you know, um, without limitation. And so it sounds like when you accomplish something like paying off your debt, you're like, what? Like that's seemingly impossible to most people. So if you can do that, like what can't you do? Right. Absolutely. That was huge. And um, it definitely was something that empowered us where we knew like, especially in our case, when we um, became debt free we had uh, paid off over $39,000 in eight months. Wow. Prior, to the, prior to the journey, we never even knew that we had so much extra money um, 
<laughs> in our finances month to month. So prior to us um, paying off our debt and really starting the budget during that process in itself, really opened our eyes in terms of how many options we had. So when it came down to going through that process right there, that told me, okay, we can go ahead and we can uh, start saving towards our emergency fund. And I was able to easily calculate that. So that process in itself really empowered us. Like we, we are capable. This is our potential. We can do anything um, when it came down to our finances at that point in time. So it certainly gave us a level of empowerment and really uh, opened our eyes as far as what we can truly do. And I, and I strongly believe as far as our finances lead us in so many ways. So even during that process, just becoming more aligned with setting up monthly goals and really starting to achieve all different um, goals in, every, in other areas of our lives as well is what really was led by, you know, being more in control with our finances and really achieving our financial goals. It doesn't sound like, because you said you, you know, you were interested in personal finance since you were in college, and it doesn't sound like you were completely off the rails, you know what I mean? And so I wonder what the, you said control, you said the word control, what the difference in level of control prior to, you know, this debt-free journey and this new way of looking at your personal finances um, was from before to where you're at now. Because it doesn't sound like you're completely like, you know, crazy spending and, and um, willy-nilly just you know, not paying attention. So would you say like you see a difference? Yes. Yeah, so I like to um, make the comparison between the fact of really, because um, I felt like I was budgeting in the past and paying my bills on time, but really kind of digging deeper into, okay, with a lot more purpose in terms of being more intentional with our finances, really attaching it to a, a specific goal really mattered a lot as well. And in the past, I want to say that, um, again, I, I was very much like baseline with my finances, even before I met my husband and everything. I was very much baseline, although I had a passion and desire it, with personal finances. I don't feel like I really like made shifts in terms of um, really making it making strides with my goals. Yeah. So what I hear is that it's about digging a little bit deeper. And I, you mentioned, you know, attaching your budget and what you're doing to a specific goal, which sounds like it takes things to another level, right? The goal isn't, because there's always a goal, right? The goal is right. the default just to like pay your bills, you know? Right. Um, Absolutely. And if we're kind of, you said stuck in cycles, um, then we just stay in the cycle where we're like, all right, it's a new month, like new bills, let's pay those off. Great. And if you're not struggling, like if you're not paycheck to paycheck, if you're not having any huge financial stressors, then you feel like you're doing all right. And you are technically, but I think maybe in that place, we miss out on the opportunity to mm -hmm. prepare for the unknown and times that we are not even sure or even know are going to kind of approach us. If that makes sense, the things that you did, you know, a year ago, two years ago, I assume 
have prepared for you to be able to withstand what we're dealing with right now because I know that's what has happened for me and I did not know that I was preparing for a pandemic you know what I mean Um, and so I think that being able to pull out a little bit and see the bigger picture as far as like where am I going to be in a year where do I want to be in three five years and how do I help myself by doing certain things now for that place I don't have any natural born children yet right I'm a bonus mom at this point Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that for anybody that hopes to have a family at some point, even if you are 20 years old, not dating anybody, and there's no one in sight, you know what I mean? There's things that you can do at that time that are going to prepare you when you're 28, let's say, I don't know, and getting ready to start a family. And so I think that the more that we can kind of pull out and look at the larger picture, the better able we are to take that opportunity to really do some good work beforehand, you know? Absolutely. And I must um, state as well, just actually looking at that bigger picture, like for me, it was at the start of our our debt freedom journey, not really knowing, we knew that we wanted to have a child at some point in time, not really defining it like, okay, this is going to be the year per se. So being able to start um, our journey leading up to finding out that we were going to have a child, um, actually having our baby girl, that really mattered, actually really um, preparing in advance for the future. Everything that we did, it's so wild how the timing um, occurred because everything that we did in 2018 really helped us survive through 2020 with the pandemic. I experienced, during this pandemic, I experienced uh, temporary losing my job, becoming furloughed. However, because of what everything I did in 2018 and what we achieved in 2018 into early 2019 really allowed us to not be stressed over this pandemic and um, just not be stressed over this pandemic and not have that worry that, um, you know, we wouldn't be able to pay our bills. So I tell clients this now, you never know what the future is going to hold. And as much as it's very easy to say, oh, I'll I'll do that next month. And then next month becomes um, two months from now. And then two months from now becomes next year. You know, it's so easy to do that, but you really have to start preparing now because you just don't know what the future in depth and in detail is going to hold. You mentioned, you know, not knowing what the future will hold. And I think that something that could be a crisis, right, has turned out to be a crisis for some, unfortunately, Um, for others has been maybe an emergency, you know, something that you have Mm -hmm. to deal with. And for some, maybe an inconvenience, if it's even lesser, because of that preparation. And so I think that, you know, really, I think that hopefully that what we take away from this is the ability to prepare for the future. Because this isn't the last time something's going to happen in life. You know what I mean? Like, um, there's always, even uh, without a pandemic, there's layoffs and there's people get hurt and, um, you know, all kinds of life happens, you know what I mean? And so um, even if it's just being able to say, all right, well, I want to extend my maternity leave and I can because I did what I needed to to position myself appropriately. So I love that.
Can you let us know where we can find you and support you on social media and learn more about what you're doing? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at Responsible. I also have a website, uh, www.fiscally-responsible.com. And I have a Facebook group, which is Fiscally Responsible Facebook group. Um, Currently, I am coaching as many people as possible, one-on-one, to reach their financial goals as well and change their financial situation through ending the paycheck to paycheck cycle, paying off debt and um, being able to set up to be in a position to build wealth. So my last question is for someone who doesn't know where to begin, what would you say is that first step? That first step is really just thinking about your why in regards to um, what do you truly want to achieve and why? And I cannot stress the importance of beginning to budget and making sure that you're budgeting effectively. And um, even through that process in itself, it may take a little time because nothing is ever going to be perfect. So progress is what truly matters. But really just trying and making that attempt and being intentional regarding um, your finances as a whole, making sure that you're, you have a level of control, making sure you you know specifically how much money is coming in, what are your expenses. I know it's often easy to rely on a auto pay um, process or a system, but really making sure that you, you dig into deep into knowing uh, what are your exact expenses and the amount of that exact expense as well. So this way, because once you budget, you start aligning your budget with achieving your financial goals. Again, I so appreciate you for taking some time to chat with us and drop some gems on how we can get our lives together financially. I love your story and everything that you're doing. We'll definitely make sure to come and support you on Instagram and social media, but I just really want to let you know that we appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me, Jacette. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.